With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. It is Saturday, it's the 24th of August. Liverpool have swept heavy D's mob aside three goals to one at Anfield. Um, Arsenal were coming to make a big statement. Arsenal were coming to show us what they were made of. Arsenal were going on about their first three for the last week or whatever it was. And Liverpool went and put them... I think to the sword, um, and not even playing at a hundred percent. If you agree, absolutely tell me. If you don't agree, tell me as well. Um, we'll have an argument and we'll, uh, we'll have a big discussion on it. Um, for the next half an hour or so. I have got Peter Phillips lined up to come on. Garbreen is looking to come on. If I can get them, I will absolutely add them in onto a Skype call as we go. This show, of course, is brought to you by Paddy Power. Paddy Power is a bookmaker. It has an app on for any of the voice that you use. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly. If you don't, don't worry about it. Disregard everything I've said. That's that out of the way. On to the game. So, uh, Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. Uh, <coughs> a good three points. The only team left in the Premier League with a 100% record. Nine points out of nine. Three wins out of three. A goal difference of six. And, um, yeah, really, really good win. We've another game to go before the international break, which is Burnley away. Um, that's going to be... Um, that's going to be uh, next... Saturday at 5.30, if I remember rightly. Um, just bear with me now while I try add Gar into the call. But listen, let me know what you thought of the game. Let me know what you thought of the lineups. Um, what you thought of Arsenal. What you thought of anything. Just throw it in there and we'll, uh, we'll absolutely have a go. I'm going to try add Gar into the call now. You may hear noises. You may not. I'm not too sure. Um, but listen, it's one of those things where... Just let me see if he adds in. Um, he may do. He may not. Gar, are you there? Is Gar there? How are you, Gar? How are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, just give me one sec now and I'll get your mic on. There you go. Have a little chat to me now, Gar. 
Oh, yeah, Gav, you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Right, Gar, um, I'm going to start off and I'm going to say to you that that team was the perfect side to put out for this game. It's a team I picked uh, throughout the week with Aldam, Henderson, uh, Fabinho midfield, the front three, Matip or Gomez, I went for Matip. Um, just, just as the game on the lineup itself, were you happy with that going into kick-off at half past five this evening? Yeah, I think we, we all knew that. The, the lineup, especially with Matip coming back in, he, he'd been so calm, Gav, alongside Van Dyke, uh, obviously the end, the back te- end of last season. And uh, Gomez is slightly worrying at times this year. A couple of friendlies he's done well, but you know, in the, the games he started, we, we, we were all a bit worried about him. Um, obviously, getting match fitness up as well, but it was, it was tough for a guy, like, you know. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of expectation. Obviously, he's come back from a long time out. So, you have to give him that, you know, to let him bear back in in match minutes. So, we knew Matip was going to come in. And, you know, we've we've just chatted in the group about lads who had no faith in him. But I tell you, ever since he's come in alongside Van Dijk, he's been absolutely out of this world in fairness to him. Yeah, do you know something, Gar? I'll hold my hands up and I will say that I was one that wanted Lovren in ahead of Matip going back to the start of last season. I thought Lovren was the better, better, um, I suppose, partner for him. Gomez then came in and was sensational. And I, when, yeah. when that happened, I thought it would be Lovren over Matip. Lovren, I lost all trust in him when he, when he went off against, injured against Wolves and disappeared for the majority of last season. Matip yeah. has been outstanding. I think he's been, uh, you know the injury. The injury record of Matip was the thing that concerned me um, going into last season. But I think he proved himself over seven months of last season. Anyway, and you know he he misses out on Norwich, but he started ever since. And I think he was fantastic again today. And it's a he has to be the number one uh, partner beside Van Dijk going, going forward, doesn't he? Hundred percent, and he's also chipping in with a few goals. I think you know that's you know it's easy to forget that he's 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 done very well defensively, but he's actually chipping in with a few goals. Which you know we you need your centre halves scoring goals, and we've sort of lacked that in, in years gone by. And we, we, you know our corners have always been very very poor, and you know we're obviously using Trent, whose whose crossing wasn't at all great today, but the corner was brilliant in fairness, and, and we get another goal from it. And Matip is the man who bangs it in with his ear. I think I, I saw at one stage. Yeah, listen, um, Jono says no doubt the pundits are going to make a big deal about the first goal we conceded. Jono says that, I'm going to get on to that, Jono, because I'm still absolutely fuming at, um, at uh, Sky. I'm at the watching Sky today, I'm at the watching <laughs> the thing, and they are absolute arseholes. That's the only thing I can use them. Uh, Martin Tyler opened up today, with, it's, been a gay, it's been a day of away wins in the Premier League. Setting out with Stall nice and fucking early. Um, listen, I'm going to, I'm going, Peter Phillips is looking to get on the line as well. Like, you know, the like buses, they fucking come, they don't come along for ages and then they just keep fucking arriving. Uh, so let me add him in. Um, he should turn up now any second. Um, but look, the, the game starts, Gar, um, while I'm adding Peter in there. Um, the game starts and let's be honest, Liverpool started like a fucking train. First twelve minutes, Gav. I have to say, we, we, we're we're out of this world. Um, they they set they set up with a diamond, which was was absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, ridiculous today. Hey, Peter. Um, was, was hello. Hi there, Peter. Is Peter's on the line now? So it's myself, Peter, and Gar. Um, entertaining the masses for uh, half an hour. We're going to, we're going to we're going to talk about the game. We're going to slag Sky. We're going to uh, have a fucking word about Heavy D. Uh, what a what a dope he is. And uh, yeah, we 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 go as we uh, we see how we go on, get on as we go along. But Gar, continue on the first fifteen minutes of that game for you. Yeah, first twelve minutes. Uh, I thought Gav, it was twelve minutes that I counted where we were just 
uh, you know, we were all over them and the shape. But as I said, I don't know why they set up with a diamond, especially against, you know, the way we play. It was ridiculous. They left them so narrow. Our fullbacks were allowed to, you know, countless crosses. I don't know how many crosses uh, went in that first half from, from either side. Now, we weren't doing that with them in fairness, but their shape just allowed us to attack constantly, constantly from each side. Um, and if we have someone that's attacking them them crosses, you know, in fairness, they were going right, right on top of uh, LJ Leno. But, you know, we, it was it was ridiculous how they set up like that. I, can't, I couldn't believe it, to be honest. I was so, so surprised that they set up with, with a diamond in the middle. Yeah, they, they set up with, I think it's, uh, I'm going to call him Cabios because that's what I call him. And, and I'm 37, I can do what I like. So I'm going to go with that. He starts up. I was told that this guy, you know, can get on the ball, can control the game, control tempo and stuff like that. And then they looked like they were trying to play in the most forwards forward. Yeah, of that, yeah, and was, which yeah. made no sense to me if he's if he's going to try control a game. How do you control a game against Liverpool when you're playing more or less 15 yards away from Virgil Van Dijk and he was stand, and standing on Fabinho's toes? It, it was yeah. it was ridiculous, you know. Klopp, uh, Peter Klopp says that he was surprised at the shape that Arsenal came out with, the line that they came out with, and um, they had to do a bit of adjustments. But I think again, Peter, and listen, correct me if I'm wrong. This all comes down to. This all comes down to Arsenal's mentality coming to Anfield. And again, they tried to... I don't know whether they, they shit themselves or they were trying to be too clever. What did you think of it? Yeah, obviously, every time they come to, to Anfield in the, in the past few seasons, they've, they've been on the wrong end of a, of a few goals, haven't they? So he, I think he's had to try something totally different and, and try and catch Liverpool out a little bit, which, um, unfortunately for Arsenal, just, just didn't work. I know they did hit us on the counter-attack a, a few times in the first half and looked quite dangerous. But just, just to play with the, the two players up front and then um, leave Lacazette on the bench, for me, w- was very surprising. Yeah. But I just, I just thought, all in all, that Liverpool, we, although they did control the game in the first half, um, they did leave a little bit of space in behind. But... Um, just to get that goal before half time was vital, and then when they come out second half, that first that first fifteen twenty minutes of that that second second half, it was absolutely unplayable. It was it was it was just on fire, um, and then pretty much continued in the same vein throughout the second half, didn't it? And then we took our foot off the gas, and for me, conceded a needless goal around I think it was eighty minutes, wasn't it? Which set up a little bit of a, a nervy ending to the game because if Arsenal get another one. And then with, with the 10 minutes to go, then people are on the edge of the seats again, aren't they biting the nails? So for me, it was a needless goal to concede. Um, but yeah, great performance all in all and, and very pleased to get the three points. Yeah, John, John says there, is Lac- is Lacazette allergic to starting at Anfield? Um, I, I don't know why they went in like this with a diamond, as Gareth says. I don't know why they done that. I think they, they should have they 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 matched us up and tried to do their best. You know, should have put Aubameyang down the left, Lacazette and maybe Pepe on the right. They should have done something like that. You know, Kevin Sullivan says there, Arsenal should have been one up, Pepe one on one. You can make yeah. that argument, but I thought the first 15 minutes Liverpool were outstanding and were just, were, you know, probably half a foot, half a yard away from, from connecting with a couple of things and, and could have been, in different circumstances, been, been a couple of, couple of goals up. Um, but, Gar, you know, I'll get to the goals in a minute, but, but Peter touched on something there about, you know, in the second half we were untouchable and stuff like that. Again, I think that comes down to Arsenal going, well, we changed what we're doing here. We changed and we tried to fill them and it didn't work. And then they just shit themselves again. 
Gav, if you if you look from from most of that game, I, I have to say, and you know, the, the guy constantly gets gets a lot of jip around Twitter, etc. Well, who 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 wants to believe Twitter? But I thought Henderson barred the mistake where obviously he tries, you know, to, to put the corner back in over his head. He was absolutely tremendous today. The three in midfield controlled the game from, uh, they set the tempo, they were snapping at the challenges, they had the range of passing from right to left back, the diagonals all day. I have to say, the three of them absolutely just ran the show today. Uh, Cabios was, you know, was, was, was left, you know, he didn't know what was going on at times. Um, Willock, uh, you know, I saw him come off and I forgot he was on the pitch. And then Gundos, you have to say, I, I, I do like watching him, Gav. Um, he, he, you know, he takes along possession very well, but he again looked lost because he couldn't control Salah's runs and Firmino dropping deep. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah, no, it was, it was just one of those things where, for, like, like Peter says, from, from the halftime whistle to, to about 75, I thought Liverpool just were breathing through this and, and, you know, on another day, it could have been five or six. It yeah. really, really could. But go, let's go back a little bit. Pierre, the opening goal, um, you know, Arsenal do have... Look, look, I'm going to get onto Sky Sports later, but, but this, this all leads up to, you know, um, Liverpool dominating. Arsenal kind of have a couple of chances. There's a couple of, there's, there's a couple of bits and pieces where, you know, it's, they have a break, and there is one where Aubameyang hits it over the, over the goalkeeper, and, and it goes just wide and stuff like that. But... The, I thought Liverpool over the over the whole half were a much better side here, and they get the goal. It's a corner from Trent. Um, it's a good, it's a deep out swinging ball. Van Dijk has three of them, I think, trying to mark him. And in the end, it's Matip that comes in and heads it in. Two goals for Matip. Uh, one in the charity shield and one in uh, one in in this game today. Um, is it, is it something he should be doing more, Peter? Considering a lot of people just want to mark Virgil Van Dijk in corners. Yeah, I think he should um, should get more goals. Like you say, from that corner when um, when the cross came in from Trent, you could see after after the goal had gone in and pretty much as as the in in live play that the the Arsenal defence was was pretty much just concentrating on Virgil Van Dijk and at all costs just trying to stop him from winning the ball and um, didn't pay that much attention to Joel Matip, who's who's just to say a similar. Size, if not slightly bigger than Virgil Van Dijk. So I think if the the header hadn't gone in, there was there was a case for a penalty anyway, because Van Dijk was being pulled all over the show. His shirt was being dragged. He, he was being impeded by two or three Arsenal defenders. So I think if Matip hadn't have scored that that goal, it, it possibly would have gone to the to the video referees, and, and a penalty would have been given anyway. Peter, the uh, the ref they just interviewed Trent there a while ago, and he's he's turned around to the two guys or the three of them and said the referee said it was going to be a penalty. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, well, there you go. Because that, I, I could see that for myself that it, yeah. it, it, it that was going to be the outcome if it hadn't have scored. But going back to the original point, yeah, um, Joe Matip, he, he is um, he is a, a threat, especially from from corners and set pieces. So if he can um, add goals to his game as well, he, he was outstanding towards the end of last season. Fantastic in the Champions League final. He's had a good start to the season. Unlucky not to to play in the, the first game against Norwich. Yeah. When, when Gomez started, but now now he's won his place back. Um, for me, he's he's the ideal partner now for for Virgil Van Dijk going forward this season. Yeah, we, we were we were saying that. And I think me and Gar agreed with that. We were discussing that just before he came on. And I think it's definitely a way things are shaping up with, with Ver, or um, Joe Matip being Virgil Van Dijk's partner. Um, 
Keegan says Genie played his socks off. Dylan O'Rourke says uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think Wijnaldum was very, very solid today. Moved the ball very well. Yeah, was, I, I, I thought he was excellent. And Gary, you made the point at half time, especially in the WhatsApp group, that you felt that Genie was really, really good. Um, like I'm, they're, playing, they're replaying the, the, the chances here with regards to Arsenal and what he had, and that they're trying to make out that Pepe is probably <laughs> Lionel Messi at the minute, um, because. That's what Sky do because they're arseholes. Um, but I'm looking back at the chances, like the one where Pe- where Pepe goes through, it's a mistake by by Henderson. The one where um, I think it's a Bamiyang has the chance. Adrian should be backing off that and pulling to one side of his box for Van Dijk to give it to him. It's yep. a it's a rush of blood. Um, but look, I'm just looking at the chances he had. Now Pepe decent, done very well. But you know, I just think most of our stuff comes from. Um, mistakes we make they don't seem to open us up from Santa, yeah, yeah. they don't seem to open us up look we go into the second half um, and David Luiz um, the fucking oracle according to Arsenal fans um, a brilliant ball in front by, by uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold into um, Firmino it's a lovely little touch guard where Firmino just lays it off the Salah. It's a very similar go- to the goal he score at home to Norwich on the fourth day of the season. And David Luiz being idiotic, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not in 100% sure Salah gets onto this um, with a proper clear chance. Pulls back on his jersey. It's a clear penalty guard and he sticks it away. I'm nervous. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm nervous when Salah stands over the penalty. I always will be until the day he doesn't play for Liverpool anymore. But he absolutely rattles it into... Uh, into the top corner there's, there's absolutely no messing there and an obvious penalty what a penalty by the way Jesus Christ yeah serious penalty but ah, what's Louise what, what is Louise at? We, we've seen him you know we've seen him a lot of times the premiership now he's he's he's, he's headless you know he, he does he does some good things I've always said I don't think he's a centre half I think he's a centre midfielder defensive midfielder at, at most but still there you know you, you risk him you know stupid fouls He'll probably get away with stupid fellas playing centre mid, Gavin Furness. Um, but he's definitely not a centre half. Well, I don't think so anyway. Um, he's, you know, he's just saw what he's done there. You know, he, he puts, he's put aside, you know, a goal down straight away. He's the same for the, the Salah goal as well. He gets pulled out to left full. Um, I don't know what he's doing out there. He does not need to go out all the way out there. And, uh, he can't touch Salah because he's going to get sent off. Yeah. Well, you see, <clears throat> the one thing I will say is, um, I think he's a centre half in a tree. I've always said that, um, because you can put him in the centre of a tree, let him kind of mop up things and be good on the ball, which he is good on the ball. People, people he, make he that point. He played well. He did play in a tree at Chelsea for a little while, Gav, didn't he? Yeah, he, I think he, he played he, in a tree for Chelsea well when there. he won the league. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. And he did quite well there in France because you know, he, he had someone mopping up for him a bit. But, yeah. um, as for him taking responsibility in a the two, there's, there's just no such thing going to happen, Gav. No, well, I, I think he, he's better in a tree because I think he can... He can let other players go and mark players, and then he can mop up and, and be the the footballer. Um, you know, and I think that's what suits him. The second thing about the goal guard is this is all down to Mohamed Salah cheating. Um, and what I mean by that is he cheats in the the, the work rate he has to put in going backwards. And I made this point on Twitter last week. Jordan Henderson actively tells Mohamed Salah to go and stand up to the other end of the pitch. Yeah, and the other pitch, I, will, yeah. I will drift over and I will cover that area as best I can, and then it's up to you to to go and do the damage. And you'll see what happens. He doesn't come back. He we have the ball, but he's not going deep. He goes and stands beside that left side of centre half. They let their full backs press. We play it around the corner, and he's one on one. It's a it's an absolutely 
vital tactic in what we're doing and it's it's very very obvious it's even more obvious when they're at the ground and your captain is saying to them would you ever piss off up there i'll look after this and that's that's, that's the only way i can put it um but listen it's a it's a brilliant penalty he, he, he sticks it away it's two nil and liverpool are cruising um peter i'm going to give you the tour goal i wanted it myself but i'm going to give it to you um the third one like like gar said where where's louise gone but but the touch from Salah is amazing. The first one to lure him in, the second one to go away from the pace to get back inside and, and take Monreal out of the game, and then you know com- composes himself, slows himself down, and passes it into the far corner of the net. It's just world class, isn't it, Pierre? There's no other, there's no other words for it. Yeah, although Salah did um, do the majority of the work just before um, the ball was played to him. There was it's come back. Back to front, really, pretty much like like a training ground routine, wasn't it? From from the goalkeeper, Adrian plays it out to Trent, who, who then plays it, the ball inside to um, Fabinho first time, and he, he's just seen Salah, and he's hit the ball into a space, hasn't he? And given the the fact that he knows that Salah can can use his pace and probably nick that ball away from Louise, so he's put the ball into the space there. Salah's got onto the end of it, knocked it round. Louise with it with a fantastic touch, totally took him out the game, and then his paces took him away. Monreal nearly did did catch him, but it, there's no way that he can he can touch Salah there going into the penalty box. It's it's a possible penalty and a red card if he if he does touch him. So Salah's then just used his initiative, got across the the defender, and then just a, a lovely finish into into the far corner and superb from from Mohamed Salah. And for me, he was man of the match. He was outstanding um, throughout the game and. Thoroughly deserved his two goals, and I was hoping he'd get the hat trick, but wasn't to be this time. But man of the match performance for me from uh, Mohamed Salah. Uh, Jer uh, says Liverpool's best team in uh, 30 years. Dunno says that Mane was quiet. He was a little bit quiet, but I thought they were brilliant. The pressing was brilliant from everyone in the team, and, and Mane is part of that. Um, Kevin Sullivan says uh, Salah absolutely ruined Louise with the shoulder drop. Um, yeah. Trevor Villa says it's simple. Teams can't deal with the high pressure. We simply smothered them out of games. Bobby is God. Uh, Firmino, I thought, was excellent. He, he's, yeah. he's involved with the with the chance, what would have been the chance for the penalty. He's scooping balls over Cabios, acting, acting the maggot, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but I thought, he was, I thought Firmino was outstanding as well today. Um, we can see the goal, Gar. Um, we can see one with, I think it's nine minutes or so left. Puts it, it takes the gloss off it a little bit. I think um, you know a clean sheet would have been nice, but I think it was it was definitely a case guy where we were we the foot was out the gas from about seventy five, wasn't? It? I thought it was. I thought it was there. I thought it was there. There, Gav. As soon as we got the tour, I think we just dropped off totally. And you know, it, it seems to be a tactic with, with Klopp as well. And don't forget, we've we've had a nice week off to you know to go back onto the training ground and work on a lot of things that we were needed in fairness over the last few weeks because we've. You know, a, a sporadic uh, pre-season with everyone coming back. Like then you got games and you got Super Cup, and you know it was it was all a bit messy in fairness. So this week, uh, I did. I know I texted that in there earlier. This the week off, and I wouldn't say the week off, but sorry, the week on the training ground was a huge benefit. And in fairness, we you know when we go for the juggler, we did we we don't really you know especially today you sound they just they just sat back and just passed the ball around, and it seems to be a tactic at times last year as well where we just wanted to keep possession. Um, and just try, you know, we, we get cut out for the goal in fairness, but you know, we're, we're cruising, Gav. Let, let's be 100% honest here. Um, you know, it was a bit nervy at times, but you know, they threw up front and we, we were still, you know, we, we weren't sitting back a lot. And um, Milner was getting stuck in in fairness, but you know, we were cruising, let's be honest here. 
Yeah, listen, uh, Kevin Sullivan says the one we conceded, Henderson was so unlucky. He got there and Arsenal got the lucky break. It's it's not a surprise if you can see the goal for me, you know, when you do like to take your foot off the gas. I thought it was around 70-75 where, you know, um, we, we kind of laid off completely and they came back into it. Like you said, they got a bit more possession. I think the possession worked out about 52-48 in Liverpool's favour, but I thought Liverpool dominated. Thought Liverpool you know, dominated. I thought they were, were, were excellent. But, um, look, I suppose it's it's a 3-1 win. It's three points out, or three wins out of three. Um we're the only team in the league now with a 100% record. We go to Burnley next week. Um, we have another week of training that we can get in now and get sharpness up. Um, halfway of the way to Burnley won't be an easy place to go. But, Gar, or sorry, Peter, you can't ask for any more from this team. Three wins out of three and a Super Cup win in our first games, first games this season. We can't ask for much more, can we? Not really, no. Obviously, the first two games, um, like like Klopp alluded to in his press conference, in his after match interview, didn't he? he said we we had to uh, to battle at times and we had to work through some some difficult occasions in them games, but we come through with um, with three points, especially the the game against Southampton last week, which was was a very difficult game coming off the the trip to Istanbul and 120 minutes in um, in the Super Cup final. So, yeah, to, to come away there with three points, obviously we were expected to beat Norwich, which we did pretty pretty much um, convincingly. And then today was was a tough test um, on paper, looking at it with the first coming up against second, both teams unbeaten. But Liverpool just uh, showed their, their true quality and their, their true class today um, against an Arsenal side that has improved. But... Yeah, I think um, they've done everything that the fans have asked for, and now they've got another week off going into Burnley next week, so should be fresh and um, ready for a, another victory. With um, fingers crossed, next next Saturday. Yeah, listen, it's it, Garrett. You know, um, we we do go into that game you now, looking to go into the international break with four from four. Hopefully, we get through it. We wait. We we win that game. We come out without with no injuries, and then cross fingers and toes and anything else you can find so that players don't go away and, and come back with minor niggles and stuff like that. But um, does it send a message out to the Premier League at this stage? Does it send a message to anyone? Oh, without a doubt. You know, listen, you can say it's only three games in, but Gaff, you look at it, or Peter, we haven't even taken, you know, bar, bar the, the first 60 minutes today, we haven't even, you know, gotten to much gear, gear at the moment. And obviously, you see, you have dropped a couple of points, which is great. Um we haven't got out of gear and we haven't played a top form in, in, in most of them games. Bar, bar, obviously, I say, you know, 60 minutes today. So there's a lot more to come from this side, which is possibly scary in a way. Um, that, 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 you know, this side can not go, go up another level in, in games. And we've got a, you know, we have had a nice run to the start of the season, which is great. Um, but today, you know, tonight was going to be a tough game. We, we've come over it. Um, and then next week, Burnley are up against a different different side altogether. That you know we're going to bring a different t- test to us altogether. So, not, you know, to me, there's still more gears to come, come from this side. Yeah, listen, Keegan asked there, do you see us rotating against Burnley? I personally don't. I think he's going to go in as strong as he possibly can. And um, as I always said, it barring the injuries that we've had, I think he would have been very, very. Um, he, he would have been very consistent on his team lineups for the first four. Uh, before the international break, I think he likes to do that. Um, already Fred said, let's take a second to laugh at Man United. Um, listen, I don't even bother with Man United anymore, to be honest with you. You know, they were winning the World Cup um, after the first day of the season. Um, 
and then they went and drew with Wolves and lost the Palace. So um, you let let them do what they want. Ole is at the wheel and all that shit. So leave them to it. Um, before I go, um, I'd like to thank Gar and I'd like to thank Peter for joining me. I'd like to thank everyone for taking the time after the match to come on and watch this. It will be available for download later on. Of course, it's on YouTube. It's on Periscope. You can watch it replay it back there and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to send my commiserations to Heavy D. He's had a big week at Arsenal. Um, Heavy D has gone from uh, shouting the odds to wearing David Luiz's uh, wigs and all that sort of shit and uh, it didn't work out for him um, they, were going, they were coming to, send, to make a statement I don't know what makes the statement he made but don't worry about it lads um, Sky will cover your arse in the, in, the, in the hours and days ahead because um, they don't want us to win the Premier League it's very very clear that they don't and it'll kill them if we do and it's just how I like it over and out Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people ask me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT. Right now, savings goals might feel out of reach, but with the U.S. Bank mobile app, we can help you put money aside in a way that won't make you miss it. Using personalized insights, you can save in a way that works in real life and all the curveballs that come with it. So let's get you closer to whatever it is you're saving for. Because at U.S. Bank, even our tools are smart enough to put people first. U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Sports Social Podcast Network.